the Kingdom Talk podcast. I am your host, Zania Blue, and this is an introduction. I wanted to start by introducing myself and introducing the space before we just get into conversation. Um, and the first thing I wanted to share was why I thought that there should even be another podcast, another blog added to the to the space, to the sphere. And one of the main reasons I really, really, really wanted to start one starts with just reciprocity, um, giving back the good. I have been poured into for years, um, some of my most formative years uh, by people like Malik and Carlene Roy and Sakita Holly and people of that stature, people who contribute that substantial value. And during the years of my life where I felt like I needed a big sister type um, of person to kind of give me the real, give me the truth so that I could become what I saw for myself. So I could like lean into potential and not just be raw potential for the rest of my life. I needed tough truths. Um, and I needed it from black women who understood where I was coming from, who understood what I was going to have to overcome, what I was going to have to lean into in order for this thing to work. Um, and so because there was so much stability in their presentation, stability in their value, um, and because they are also beasts at what they do, I felt like there was no better way to learn how to be a beast than to learn from beasts that get the job done. Um, so that was one. The second reason, and I would say the main reason that I'm leaning in here and now is because, first of all, <laughs> You have no idea how long I've been like, yeah, 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 I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that. Yeah, 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 I'm going to do that. And like pulls at the heartstrings, things that coming, it coming to the top of my mind constantly and even feeling conviction about not having started it already. Low key, <laughs> was low key not enough pressure um, to lean in un until recently. And I think a part of it was like, okay, so what it, what is it that I hope to even be able to add to the conversation? And I think for me, it is really the intersectionality of like being a black woman, a woman of faith, being married, being a mom, um, and a professional who cares about all of these areas of life. I think that it's so easy to kind of like find someone who allows one area to be a domineering niche for for the sake of content strategy or, you know, because they really consider that the foremost priority of their life. And that's not to say that's wrong, but I think it's harder to listen to something where every air, every time you're talking about a topic or every time someone's trying to give you perspective or insight on something, that person thinks what they're talking about is the utmost importance when there are a diversity of things about in our lives that deserve our attention, that deserve thinking within context. If I'm talking about fitness, like fitness is the only thing that matters, we're going to be in trouble. If I'm talking about motherhood, like motherhood is the only thing that matters, we're going to be in trouble. Why? Because you're, you're not going to have the kind of equilibrium that allows for you to thrive. Now, different things sit in the driver's seat of your life at different points in times. And there are certain times where thing one is a priority and everything else comes second to it. And that's fair. But 
thing one isn't thing one forever. Like there's going to be a time where you need to prioritize learning how to be a mother, growing into it and allowing yourself to, to set a standard and to maintain that standard. Once you get towards maintenance, despite the fact that new challenges come, once you get to a point where you kind of know or you figured out what what needs to be going on, you can then get back to prioritizing something like your marriage because your kids or having new children would require a degree of focus, but there is a possibility that something like a marriage could take a strain a little bit or a lot. Um, depending on how it's going, but then you need to reprioritize something that is also a priority in your life. And so if we're talking about a one dimensional kind of problem solving, you're going to get to the point where there's one area thriving above and beyond everything else, while everything else kind of feels like it's falling apart. And if we're talking about life and we're being honest with ourselves and honest about the fact that maybe one area of our life, we want it to thrive, but we don't want everything else to suffer. We have to figure out what we're going to put down for a season or deprioritize for a season while we continue to be consistent and we continue to be disciplined and we continue to, you know, maintain our priorities, but lean into a different area of focus for, for this next phase or the next project in our lives. And I feel like that intersectionality has been missing, even from conversations when we talk about our professional lives. Like you kind of have a woman who is, you know, taking her career seriously or taking her business seriously. And it is almost as if she must take nothing else seriously in all of her days. And it's like, dang, like, I don't think that's true. I don't think, I don't believe. I, I live in a world where I'm surrounded by people who don't believe that you're, for your business to thrive, everything must suffer forever. Now, does that, does that mean that there won't be times where you won't have to sacrifice? No, you absolutely need to sacrifice. But everything that you do for the betterment of your household, for the betterment of your finances, for the betterment of yourself and to your joy and fulfillment of purpose is not going to hurt, damage, and break your relationship with your family. There's going to come a time where they get to help you walk in that purpose and even certain exposure to the discipline, the diligence, um, the fortitude, the endurance are going to be a blessing and even minister to the people that are closest to you. So it won't constantly harm them. It can be a positive exposure, but you need to be able to have those conversations where everything isn't dying because you decided one thing must live. Um, And I think that intersectionality is what I'm hoping to be able to add to the conversation, to be able to value something and to prioritize something, not in a vacuum, but in the context of real life. <laughs> and lastly, and I think most importantly, when we're having a conversation about any of these things, it's so easy to kind of like get cute, <laughs> find a cute scripture, throw it on top and feel like, look, it's Christian now. <laughs> but I really want to be able to talk with a kingdom context. And when we think about things from the context of the kingdom of God and what it was for and what good it might be and what we might gain and how this makes God look good um, and how this brings us closer to him. I think looking at life through that lens could help us understand things a little bit better.
But also understand that it's not over Christianing everything. It's it's not that we want to be good American Christians because I won't even get into it, but American Christianity is not the testament of what we are called to be. It is not the standard for proximity to Christ. It is not the standard for kingdom living by any means. I think that having a kingdom perspective in which what we do here is to live a life pleasing to the king should be our priority. And so that might that means doing things as unto God. The thing, the opportunities he's given you to be used by him and to be a contributor to this space in any way he's called you to can be an opportunity for you to minister, to build relationships, to disciple and to be a living witness. Yes, but also to be an example and to be safe and to be a place where people can come and heal and be an environment in and of yourself where your love So how you treat them, how you engage with them to the point of even how you listen, let alone what you say and what kind of words you speak out. I think those things should be. Should be. A testament to who God created us to be and how he created us to serve one another. Um, And so that's what I'm down for. That's why I'm here. And that's what I'm excited to do. And I think one of the fourth thing or the the last thing that I feel like I'm most excited about is as I because I committed to doing this, I know and understand that my study life is going to it has to kind of like kick up a notch so that I'm not just coming up here feeling chatty. um, But so that there's actually something in me to give constantly whenever I decide that I want to share just so I can be sure that what comes out is something that is good, something that's productive, something that is fruitful. Um, And so those are the reasons why I was like, yeah, I'll join the conversation. And I'm kind of excited because I have had a podcast before. I have also had a blog before because I do also have a, a new blog now as well. And I think the things that made me pause my blog before were just One, not having a spirit like a shepherd, not having a place where I felt like I was getting fueled um, so that I knew and understood. I was kind of like not just what I intended to talk about on the platform, but that I knew and understood the challenges that I was walking through in my life so that I wasn't just doing it for the sake of content, wasn't just doing it because I considered it good spiritual work, but I needed to be living in a way that was consistent with what I wanted to be talking about because I was seeking. So it wasn't just, uh, oh, live in any kind of way. I actually wasn't seeking enough to feel like oh, I'm in a good place to be able to speak to what I felt like God was even calling me to to do or to talk about. So that was just like a relationship, a proximity to God that I felt like I needed to draw nearer um, before I was out here trying to be an advocate um, on a in a space, in a public sphere. Um, so that was one thing. The other thing was... I felt like I didn't have enough people in my life to kind of bounce ideas off of or have conversations with that could tell me, oh, Zaniah, I think you're taking that text out of context. Or actually, I think you need to learn a little bit more about this. Or I have a completely different opinion about 
um, the way this reads in the word and what this might mean. I didn't have enough community to be able to ask questions myself and to also be challenged. Um, I hadn't, I didn't have anybody in my life who'd be like, nah, like that's trash. Like (laughs) do this again or do this again after you've prayed, after you've fasted, after you've done some research. And when you don't have that, you run the risk of kind of like talking at the mouth and not having any checks and balances in your real life, not just for the sake of content, but in your real life so that you can, you know, kind of be corrected, but have it in a loving way, in a productive way in your life. And now that I feel like I have those two things in a better position, I'm excited to be able to give and to be able to share and to be able to have conversations. I'm also excited to have some friends on the platform so we could have real conversations the way we do have them, but kind of like lean into more of, okay, so what did we learn and what is there to gain? It'll be good. I'm excited about it. (laughs) And I'm excited to to have a few more conversations um, that help us to, to think about the areas of the aspects of life and think about what good it might be um, and what it is that God wanted us to gain um, from a lot of these moments that we let pass us by. There is a uh, revelation in the mundane and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do my best to, to help us be able to see it, find it, and hear it. Mm-hmm.